This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. You and I both are doing work on new houses for us, and it made me think about the importance of having the right tools for a job. I found this article that kind of talks about it. You hear that a lot, but I feel like a lot of times people will just try to force something to work even when it doesn't. The obvious application is construction or doing handy things, but I think the less obvious or things that apply to more people is a more positive career experience, like making sure that you're properly trained for the job or you hire the right person for the job really makes things go a really long way. Um, you're dealing, you were recently dealing with some internet issues and now you have the right tool for the job. But uh, have you ever done something and look back and be like, it would have been faster to take five more minutes to set it up the right way and then finish it? Have you ever regretted it? Oh, all the time. I'm like Mr. Uh, wing it. And I always wish I was more prepared, wish I showed up five minutes earlier, all of that stuff. My question back to you is, I mean, you've been dealing with, a, I mean, you're in construction, you deal with a lot of people in the trades. Do people ever just show up and wing it? Do they just go like, nah, let's just see what happens? Yeah. I mean, I guess to some extent, I've realized over my adult life, um, when I first started doing like work around my house, I'm like, oh, I don't have this tool. And then I'd go get it. And then I didn't have this tool. And, I go, and now I have a, I've accumulated enough like tools that I'm like, oh, well, I'll make this work or I'll get this work. So the question is tradesmen showing up. Um, they generally have a collection of tools and they they have the expertise to make something work. The most specific example on this new house is we had this concrete enclosure that I tried what that I did use a hand. It's called a roto hammer. It's basically a handheld oh, jackhammer. Roto hammer. I should have just gotten a jackhammer and it would have been quick work. Otherwise, what did happen is it took me hours to get something out. So it just it makes it it makes a huge difference. You know, people in the trades, whether it's like you're a teacher or a carpenter, for for, God, for God's sakes, a DJ, you buy the right stuff, even if your company doesn't buy it for you, to do a better job. Teachers all the time are buying supplies or um, rewards for their kids to help them study better. So someone that is really good at their job buys what they need, regardless of the company paying for it. Yeah, being proactive in it. I mean, especially with technology, like if you're trying to if you're trying to create a spreadsheet to track everything and you're like, ah, I don't want to get Excel uh, and you try to use Google Sheets or something, it's going to take longer, things like that. Another example I thought of is uh, depending on what region you live in, like if you live in San Francisco and you want to find a new apartment to rent, you should use Craigslist. If you live in Los Angeles, it used to be a thing called Westside Rentals that in recently got bought by apartments.com but even like looking for something or if you want to buy something online sometimes amazon's the right choice sometimes ebay is the right choice so it's just i guess accumulating life experience and figuring out what how you should apply it yeah then how would you know though 
that if you're in LA, oh, I shouldn't look on Craigslist. I mean, you have to ask somebody. I got to go to Westside Rentals, not Craigslist. Right. Um, I mean, I guess it was a commonly known thing. And I did ask around because I was looking on Craigslist and I was like, there's nothing here. And even when I did randomly look on it, I would email potential new places and I would say 80% of the time it was a scam. It'd be like, oh, I'm hmm. out of town. You can forward me a cashier's check. And uh, as you know, I, I love in, engaging scammers. So that was a fun road for me to go down. But for the most part, Craigslist is not what you want to use here. I know this is unavoidable in some jobs, but like in some instances, can you rely, <clears throat> excuse me, can you rely on your stuff too much? Uh, for instance, like as a DJ, some people have their uh, microphones set to the exact specifications with the modifications on the EQ, blah, 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 blah. But then when you got to go to a radio station and the mic isn't the way you want it to be, can you still then do the job? I don't know what the example is for a carpenter or someone else, but like, do you rely on your stuff too much or can you just make any situation work? I mean, I would say the, the best people could make any situation work. The DJ thing, I don't know too much about, but it made me think of, I heard... Um... Nate Bogatze, I can't remember pronounce it. He's a Bogatze. comedian. He, uh, he plays golf and he says that he always plays with rental clubs because he doesn't want to have an excuse to be like, oh, I didn't have my clubs. I didn't do well. He's a good golfer. And so I, I think people very much can get become too reliant on their equipment. And uh, I think the best tradesmen or the best people at their job should be able to improvise and work in any situation but it does get nice like if i had to edit this in different software i would be much slower but i'd be able to figure out a way to make it work and so um i guess the maybe the best thing to do is try to put yourself every once in a while in an uncomfortable situation or try something yeah. new but i think that's like the difference between my wife uses it all the time in education like closed-minded versus an open-minded person like you get in a situation you don't have your tools can you make something work and that's when like the MacGyver kicks in, right? You can like to get two pieces of bubble gum together with some shoelaces and make an explosive device. Can you MacGyver a situation when you don't have your tools? Right. I think, I mean, education is a great example of this. I had a teacher that was from South Africa in college and the mentality of education there is different. So he would teach us everything for a test and then our exam would come up and nothing we have learned was on it, but his thought was you, you have the tools to figure out how to solve these. It was biochemistry. You have the tools to solve these equations. Go ahead and do it. Um, and the, with a curve, like a, I think a 40 was a B like people, I mean, it was hard and you struggled, but it, it is like, I think that might be a better way to approach education. And it's the idea of just keeping somebody on their toes, right? Who, who, doesn't, who doesn't do better in life if they've practiced being uncomfortable and working out the situation? Because then when things are comfortable, you're like, no problem. Right. And if, if you can find ways to make things work, you actually have a mastery of it versus yeah. you can regurgitate. I think or recently you talked about how your kids don't care about if the problem is if the answer is right or not. It's how you got there. So I can tell you four times eight is 32, but like, if I don't understand why, like if I need to figure out another version of that, then I'm not able to. But if you understand what's happening, it's a very basic example because I don't have good math skills.
My favorite example of radio is that some people need a perfectly quiet, non-moving studio to be able to do their work to newscast or whatever it is. And I'm always thinking like, well, you work in a newsroom. People are throwing things, yelling things, typing on computers. You should just be able to speak into a microphone and block it all out. But some people can't. They literally, quiet in the room. Stop talking. I got it. And you're like, dude, what's your deal? Did you say non-moving like people broadcast in the car? Well, I mean, yeah, if you're out in the field, you're out doing something, like what do you do if you have to bro- go live and stuff, you know, boulders chasing you? Well, you just run and talk at the same time. I yeah, I can't do that. I uh Nicole and I have discussions being like, "Hey, it's time to be quiet. I'm recording. You're going to mess me up." So, I would be <laughs> in like <laughs> Well, you wouldn't be a good Indiana Jones reporter then. See the boulder? Chasing yeah. Yeah, I get that. Well, if you want to dance next to Larry during the next broadcast, please reach out or tell your friend, hey, I got this cool podcast. Check it out. It's called Reposted. It's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Andrew Keller for the Radio Dancer. Thanks for stopping by.